Hello, I'm back. I know what date it is. It's January 1st, 2020. And I'm back at work. Uh, I had to sleep while everybody was celebrating. Couldn't even ring in the new year with my own family. Um... I've been wanting to talk less and less lately. <clears throat> uh, I, I obviously am getting more distraught, more discouraged as each day goes by. And I can see it. I'm sure that my wife can see it. I'm just so ready to just... No, I just want to be on my own permanently. Uh, it would be just, it would be different and better if I could just kind of start over, just me. I wouldn't do some of the same things that I did before. I'd be really smart about money and it wouldn't really matter because I'd have to give everything I have to my family, my kids, and my wife. And of course, we wouldn't want to have the kids grow up without a dad. Even though they don't really appreciate the two-parent household. I think a lot of stuff is taken for granted on their part. They're young and they don't understand, but I don't know. Maybe things would be better without me around. I'm pretty sure that the last time I made a podcast, I had mentioned that, oh yeah, this person just left me hanging just completely left me hanging. Got not a pot to piss in. Yeah, I talked about it. And the new year. And the question is, what now? What to do now? I know that calling and bugging them doesn't help. I mean, it seemed to do a good service to me before because I was communicating with somebody who I I thought seemed to be pretty compassionate, you know, for all things considered. She seemed to care about my situation. But then she just, she just ghosted me. Left me hanging. I don't know, maybe just a, a brief hello is in order. Um, I, I don't really see why that would be so bad, but I was afraid to do that. I don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers. But obviously, um, Edward was right when he said that 
back in the end of November, I told him about all this. And he said, now they're going to make you wait for the whole holidays. They're going to make you wait Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. Nothing is going to happen. They're just going to make you wait. And at this point, you're, you're not employable. You just have been out of the business for so long. At this point, I've pretty much relegated my, myself to the fact that I will have to take a refresher course. I welcome it. How proud do I welcome it? Just let me get there. Just let me be there. And I'll do it. I'll, I'll enjoy it. It'll be a real struggle to pay all the bills and everything. Major hardship, hardship. But of course, the board doesn't care about any of that. If they did, I would be working right now. It's, uh, it's just very. I hate to admit it, but I am really angry about all this. Angry every day, all the time. My wife asks me why I'm mad at her. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at her. I'm just mad. I'm just so Don't tell anybody, because I'm not allowed to have that kind of emotion. I'm not allowed to have that kind of feeling. I'm not allowed to be angry. It makes me look terrible. So, uh, did any of this go through? Maybe, maybe not. It did. Holidays happened. It was, yeah, over hollow. It was just uh, going through the motions with my family. Kids are. Yeah. My kids are still young, and so you know, they, they did their best to be in the holiday spirit. Thanksgiving, we had parents, and God, um, I don't even remember Thanksgiving. I can't even remember what we did or what it was like. Um, Buffalo Bills played on Thanksgiving, which was cool, and they won. The season isn't actually even over yet. And even though they keep losing, I guess they're still in playoff contention, which we like. But really, I always talk about my loyalty to my home team. It's not important anymore. As my wife pointed out, I've been in Arizona longer than I ever lived in New York anyway. And, uh, you know, the Buffalo Bills of the 90s were a whole different animal. They did so well, and they did they just really made the city proud. And uh, we are a joke because we went to the Super Bowl four times in a row, I guess, and and uh, lost, never came out of it with a win. So it's kind of a black eye, I think, for the city. 
embarrassing. And, but nevertheless, I think if you're a fan of football, you kind of like to see your team, your home team, win. I was happy when I saw that story about Newtown High School. They won their championship or whatever it was. That really changed me, by the way. I, I, I know that. Back in, in 2013, 2012, maybe. Um, yeah, to see all those kids... And Seamus was that age, just about, at that time. And, uh, you know, it, it really hit close to home. It hurt. It hurt a lot. And it changed me. It made me very... Well, it made me scared. It made me just lose faith in humanity. Um, I was just very apprehensive about life in general. And it made me just sick to my stomach. Like, imagine how these parents felt, of course, losing a child like that. And I, I don't even want to even talk about the details because I didn't want to know about the details. So whatever details I learned about were accidental and they haunt me, just just knowing some of what went on that day. Um, yeah, it, it just it broke my heart, and uh, it's of course it's better. It feels better now, having been five or six years removed from all of that. It seems like forever ago, but um, it, it hurts, man. It really hurts. It's, it's just so much. It's just evil. It's evil and it's wrong. So I think that was the beginning of the end for me. Just because soon after that, there was the, the Boston bombing, Boston Marathon. Another kid, young kid, just dead. And, of course, the kind of thing has been happening over and over and over again, everywhere. There's just a lot of pain and suffering in this world. It didn't used to be like that when I was a kid. And you certainly didn't hear about it. But we do. We hear about all these horrible, horrible events that happen all the time. It's just too much. It's too much for me find something here. I know I'm being very quiet. A lot of times I do podcasts and I start out with a lot of energy and have a lot to talk about or something important, something new. But the new thing is that I just, I, I don't take as much time trying to talk to my sponsor as I used to. I don't go to as many meetings as I used to. Um, I'm tired. Even, I mean, I'm tired. 
and I shouldn't be as tired, but I am. I really, really am. I'm glad the holidays are over. Uh, I need the kids to go back to school. And then that Burl Ives song from a million years ago, Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again. And that was back in the like, 50s or something. And that's true today. That we want the kids to go back to school. Because I can't concentrate. My, my daughter has been kind of hot and cold. Just, I don't know. Just get, the last few days have been a little bit better, but she's, she's just ah, difficult, very difficult. And uh, you know, she gets bored, and she takes out her boredom on her brother, and then it's the whole thing, and then everybody's crying, somebody gets hurt, they yell, stuff gets broken. <sighs> I get frustrated. I, I feel like I want to just smack her, but I know that would be a mistake. Can't do that. So I, I don't. I don't, and I won't. Sometimes I just really feel like it. I remember that time when I, we were watching Ridiculousness, and somebody was, like, punching a cat until the cat jumped on the kid, knocked him off the bed or whatever, and my daughter thought that was a good idea. And then she did it to our cat, and I got so mad, I grabbed her, and I carried her, you know, like, under my arm. And I swear I heard a crack. Uh, and I was scared. I thought maybe I... And I may have. Who knows? I might have caused some sort of crack. Maybe a tiny fracture. In her arm. And, uh, or somewhere else. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe just joint cracking. I don't know. But it was bad. And uh, it was a wake-up call. Luckily, nothing came of it, but it it showed me, not that I have to control my temper, but just I can't react in a physical way, because the kid will get hurt. It's bad enough that the kid will be hurt, but I wouldn't survive something like that, I would go to jail and I would just be I'd, I'd be done I'd be toast go to jail for life being a white male in today's society is a fucking death sentence anyway can't get away, can't do anything like I said, I can't even have a negative thought can't even admit that I'm angry Um, I graduated, and that also was a hollow sort of victory, I think, because I just stupid commencement was all about, you know, your, your typical new chapter in your life, and you're going to, it's a, it's a healthcare uh, degree, so I mean, it's science, which is a healthcare degree, which I can't do a damn thing with because I'm on a blacklist. 
So, you know, the, the speakers, the commencement speakers were kind of talking to the graduates about how they're going to go on to this great chapter in their lives. They're going to make a difference in healthcare. I'm like, you're not talking to me. You're not speaking to me. This has nothing to do with me. I'm still trapped like a rat. And then comes the part where, oh yeah, it's my fault too, by the way. I don't like to, that's one of the reasons I don't like to talk anymore is because if I complain, it's just a matter of time before somebody points out the fact that this is all my fault. I already know that. I'm reminded of that every day, every night at 11.30 when I have to get up and go to this shit job that I hate for shit money. I work twice as long to earn a third of what I did as a nurse. And the worst part is, in the morning, I see a lot of fucking shitheads with their goddamn scrubs coming in here, acting all cocky, like... They have the world on a fucking string. And, uh, I'm here. The rat in the cage. Oh, for God's sakes. Oh, I like this. I don't like this at all. Too much work, and there's not enough money. I'm not getting paid enough for what I do. Very, very unhappy. But don't tell anyone. Whatever you do, don't tell anyone I'm unhappy because uh, that would that would further derail me. graduated, so, <sighs> in about a week, I'm going to go through and see what I can get out of this degree, find some other job, if I get enough money, I can do something else, something that makes it all worth it, and I think about people who say, oh, you can find a job doing this, you can do this, you know, there's not just one path for you to go, and I know that from my course that I took, it's not just one thing for every person to do, there's, there's plenty of opportunity out there, but nursing is my dream job, it's what I love, it's it may not be what I was born to do, but it's what I love to do. I was good at it. It's a very difficult job. I, I do well. And when people say, yeah, why don't you think about doing this? Basically, what they're telling me is give up. Give up on your dream. Everybody gets a second chance except for you. You don't deserve a second chance. Just 
throw it all away, forget about it, and give up. Just give up. You're not worth it. You should probably just take out your own fucking self. Just, just kill yourself. That's what everybody wants you to do. Just do it. Nobody wants you around. Nobody will ever trust you again. No one will ever hire you again. No one will ever give you a second chance. So just end your life. Just do it. Your kids will move on. They'll, they'll get over it. Besides, you're not a good dad anyway. You're a fucking piece of shit. You know it and everybody knows it. So, with that, I think I'll just end this program for today. Maybe I'll talk to you again someday. Maybe not. Fuck it. All right. Can you... Yay, yay. My machine is just going and going. All right, listen, uh, first of all, <clears throat> let me just say that my heart goes out to all those people in America who are suffering with job insecurity at this time. I urge you folks to look towards spiders. There's some very interesting online stay-at-home job opportunities because, after all, even in these trying times, spiders still have all the best websites. Seriously, though, folks, um, when you customers are going through the store all really nilly throwing everything and anything into your shopping cart, please keep in mind you have to read the allergy information. This is important to me because I have a daughter who has a peanut allergy. I happen to feel, you know, it's my opinion, but right now would be a very bad time for her to have a snack sit in. Uh, uh, you know, all kidding aside, uh, you know, there's a... Uh, I really do appreciate all of the uh, uh, information out there on these news channels. I listen to CNN on Sirius uh, XM. Uh, I do appreciate it for, for what it's for, what it's worth. But uh, you know, have, have they ever listened to their own advertisements that are on those channels? I mean, some of them are about you know hair coloring and, and travel luggage and all kinds of relevant stuff. And, one of the commercials in particular starts out like this. It says, ladies and gentlemen, the stock, the, uh, the U.S. economy is still booming. Is it, though? Is it booming? It's not really booming. You know, I, I think that some of that stuff that we hear on the radio is toned up. It needs to be kind of adjusted and looked at. Uh, but also, you know, that's for the music that we're listening to, just like we're hearing right now. Like, I'm not... These are kind of, you know, tense times. I'm not saying we have to listen to Franz Liszt or anything like that, but I, mean, I really need to hear Britney Spears banging on a cowbell and Michael Bublé singing about how he can't stop smiling. It's a beautiful day. I mean, no offense, you too. I mean, you can do it no I love you too. And I, I know that you love you too, too.
all kidding aside. Oh, is this thing on? Oh, no, I just touched the microphone. Oh, no, I, I just pulled one of those. Uh, who's the guy who uh, touched the microphone? The, is it Benoit Buscemi or uh, I don't know, Andre Red Light Rascico? Whatever his name is. The point is, I just pulled a basketball player. Is this thing on? All right, pausing. Did I put the phone down over there or over here? Cowbell, cowbell. Oh, are you still there? Okay, speaking of cowbell, uh, my friend Steve, he's a recovering drummer, he said, I have two cowbells. I have a regular one and I have one that's like this big. I might even buy another cowbell. I told him, just play it by ear. 